1: Jesus said, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Some people say that we are the result of an accident called the Big Bang Theory. We just happened to arrive on this planet. Others say that we have been created in the image of God. If we're an accident, we don't really have a purpose. But if we've been created by God, there is a purpose. The question is... Do you know God's purpose for your life? This is Set free with Ken Legg.
0: And you've joined us for Set free with author and teacher Ken Legg. And hello, Phil Edwards, is my name. We've been tossing around a pretty big question this week. What's the meaning and purpose in life? What's our value? All good questions and ones that have been asked for uh, many years, all through the ages. But there's two things here. Are they the same or are they different or are they connected? And they are value and meaning. We touched on this yesterday and it might be important to summarize here as we get to the end of the weekend of uh, what you shared about
1: this yesterday. Yeah, I think the order is is what's important. You know, value comes first and then purpose. Um, If we don't understand that we have value even before we've discovered and enter into the purpose that God has for us, then we try to find our value in the things that we do and the things that we pursue Mm. in this life. But it's wonderful to know that uh, we already have value because of creation, created in the image of God, and then, of course, because of redemption. When we uh, messed that up and uh, went our own way, uh, God pursued us and paid the ultimate price to bring us back to himself and on track for his purpose for our lives
0: i love that story that you told yesterday about the twenty dollar note that uh, doesn't matter you could scrunch it up you could trample on it you could put mud on it doesn't matter what it looks like it's still worth twenty dollars you can take a nice crisp new one to the shop or you can take the dirty old crumpled up one to the shop and they'll still give you twenty dollars worth of whatever you're buying and that's the same with our lives we've got great value The flip side, there's purpose. Let's just talk a little bit about that. How would you
1: describe life's purpose? Well, let's quote the the words of Jesus. Um, He was praying to the Father when he said this. He said, this is the purpose of life eternal, that they, that's us, his disciples, might know you and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Now, I believe that means two things. First of all, we need to understand that we were created for God's glory. Mm-hmm. Um, you know God had a purpose for us when he created us And that is that we would reflect his glory That we would live unto the glory of God But secondly that we can only do that As we're first reconciled to him through Christ So so we need to understand that um, uh, Jesus did come for a specific mission on earth It wasn't just to teach us It wasn't just to uh, be our example uh, He came the Bible says that he might save us from our sins. He died on the cross that we might be forgiven. And uh, if anyone's listening right now and you've never been reconciled to God, the Bible says believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, put your faith in him and you will be forgiven and reconciled to God so that you might know the purpose that he has for you. So what does it mean for the glory of God first in our lives? You, You talk there about putting our faith in God What does that mean, practical terms? Um, Well, I like to use the phrase not so much putting God first but putting him at the center because if we talk about putting God first, it's almost like, well, okay, this is what we're doing for God. This is the God bit. And then secondly, you know, God's out of the picture and then we've got our family, we've got our work and, and so on. But actually God is at the center of all we do when we live for the glory of God uh, he is actually at the center of all that we do. There, there is a purpose in what we do, and it's that He might be glorified in it. Now, of course, humanism tells us that the reason for all of our existence is that we be happy. We're at the center. Mm, the pursuit of happiness. Yeah, and, and and we, you know, that sounds good. It sounds attractive, but yeah. actually, it doesn't work. We're more happy at the center because that's the way we were created. In fact, Christianity says the reason for my life is the glory. Of God. Now, um, those that are spiritual, those that are walking in the spirit, if I can use them, ask this one question as they go through life. Okay. What does God get out of this? What does God get out of what I'm going to do? What I'm going to say now? Um, will God be glorified in my actions or my words? So when we place him at the center, uh, in all things, he is glorified and, and that gives us actually significance in our lives. Mm, It makes a lot of sense. I think sometimes, though, that if we're not, you
0: know, we feel like if we're not doing mighty deeds and accomplishing great things, you know, God isn't being glorified in us. We feel like we've got to be this uh, outstanding somebody who's doing something significant. But I guess what you're saying is that everything we do can be and should be glorifying God, even just the little
1: insignificant stuff. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I think you put that perfectly, Philip. because every small we do has significance when we live for the glory of God. There's a book, uh, a man who lived oh, hundreds of years ago called Brother Lawrence. I don't know if you've heard that book. It's called Practice in the Presence. I believe it's called a Practice in the Presence of Jesus. And uh, he was just uh, a man who I believe worked in a kitchen mm. uh, in a big house and prepared meals and so on, did menial tasks. And uh, everything he did he did for the glory of God and it transformed his whole life because he could see that he wasn't actually doing this doing it as unto the Lord yes and his whole approach to it his whole uh uh his whole attitude in it was totally transformed now when you think about some of the things we go through uh you know you, you you've rightly said that we can think about the glory of God in terms of doing great things in His name, you know, preaching thousands, you know, going to the uttermost parts and evangelizing and uh, uh, orphanages and all these sort of things, and all these things have their place. But we can glorify God when we're not called to go overseas, mm. uh, when we're called to raise a family, uh, work a nine-to-five job, and put up people. Uh, everything we do, we can do it for the glory of God. We can do it with the attitude of, well, I'm really doing this for him, that he might be glorified in the way that I do this. And you talked about um, that you know, people often
0: look out, look for happiness. They pursue happiness. Yeah. But it's actually when we get to this point where we are content that we can glorify God in whatever we're doing, doesn't matter whether it's washing dishes or if it is doing something that many people would say, wow, that's a significant great thing off in the you know, far flung places on the earth. Yeah. That's where true happiness comes from. That's where true contentment comes from.
1: Yeah. And, and Jesus taught that. You know, he never taught that happiness was something to be sought in and of itself. He said mm-hmm. that it's happiness yeah, is a byproduct of yeah. pursuing something else. For example, the Beatitudes, which the word uh, blessed means happy, mm-hmm. and happy are happier the poor in spirit. Uh, for this is the kingdom of God. Happy are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. You know, happy are those who are, was it the peacemakers, they shall be called the sons of God and so on. Mm. And so happiness, um, the world, you know, tries to go out there and get its kicks and have experiences and so on to to lift them up. But true happiness is a byproduct of seeking uh, the real things that Jesus set before us as our priorities. Mm. Um, so, you know, as you mentioned there, you know, things that we're going through right now, maybe some of our listeners are going through hardship right now. Uh, maybe some are even facing gossip and slander. You know, they're, they're the victims of, uh, slander campaigns. Uh, maybe others, uh, just feel that they're totally obscure. They're living to the glory of God and they're doing things in his name, but others are getting in the limelight they're getting the recognition I should say Um, but you know those situations can be totally transformed if we would just come and say but I'm not doing this uh, for these reasons that I might get happiness from these results Mm. my greatest joy is that God is glorified in my life I was created for his glory and my true happiness is living for the glory of God God is fashioning us and molding us and shaping us in his image and his likeness and the whole purpose is that we might ultimately live for his glory and reflect his glory uh, for the world to see and for the principalities and the powers in the heavenly places to behold the glory of God in and through us
0: Well, that brings us to the end of our series this week. Hope you can join us next week when we start a brand new one. Until then, remember, you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free.
1: For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg and details about Ken's ministry, visit the Vision Christian store at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au.